0: Here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty.
1: Jeff Passan was on the Michael K show today. He is all over baseball for us here at ESPN. And his first thoughts, the potential damage done by baseball if they miss the entire season. If the worst does happen, Jeff, and there is no season, how much damage do you think it would cause the game?
0: I never want to call something irreversible. But this might be as close to irreversible as I can fathom for baseball. Because, on this would not just be 2020. You think this is bad, guys? Imagine next year when COVID is still around, when baseball has a 162-game schedule to fulfill, when players still are going to want to be paid their fully prorated share of their salaries, which puts Major League Baseball under a four plus billion dollar liability as opposed to a one and a half to two billion dollar liability this year you know they're going to get extra money via local television revenue a full year of that is worth you know on paper we think somewhere around 2.4 2.5 billion dollars they'll have maybe a little extra money now you know the turner the new turner deal doesn't even kick in until a couple of years down the road um maybe they'll have a new uh hopefully fingers crossed You know, playoff money from ESPN uh, for expanded playoffs. But if if the season's canceled this year, there's really seemingly no way that the players are going to agree to that because they're going to feel like the owners took away 2020 from them. So you're going to have an even worse fight at that point. And are, are players going to get back on the field then? Who knows? and players are back on the field in 2021, you can be damn sure they're going to get locked out at the end of the 2021 season. And who knows how long that lockout would last. So the idea of not having baseball from October 2019 through at earliest April 2022, I hate to be Dr. Doomsday here, but the scenario that I just laid out to you is a very realistic one if there's no baseball this year.
1: Wow kind of depressing if you're a baseball fan right and how long would that lockout be think about that if they've already not played that's if they don't play this season that was the scenario that Jeff Patton was giving Don LeGreco on the Michael K show earlier today so Jeff that document that they signed in March what what's that about what I can say is that if you are going to Put a
0: document in place that is going to guide you throughout your return from this awful situation. You are going to put a document in place that allows you to get back on the field as soon as possible. That should have been the number one priority of everybody involved, and it wasn't. And because it wasn't, all of these other threads ended up guiding them and guiding the sport toward the middle of June, where we are right now, where they're still freaking fighting. And it's frustrating. And it's maddening and it's disappointing and it's such a enormously blown opportunity by a sport that literally should be back right now.
1: Yeah, here's the bottom line, Jeff. They need to get back on the field.
0: There is enough harm and damage that has been done to this game right now. You can rescue it. And when Garrett Cole is on the hill on opening day, are we really going to care that it took this long? No. Right. No, we're going to focus on baseball. But I'll tell you what, guys, if we lose a season this year, you're losing fans. And I'm not talking tens. I'm not talking hundreds. I'm not talking thousands. I'm talking Millions. You are losing fans, you are losing relevancy, you are losing everything that makes baseball what it is.
1: It all started with a conference call on Friday. Kyrie Irving thought about it, Dwight Howard has agreed, and so has Avery Bradley. The process and the thought process that maybe, maybe the NBA players should not go back because they want to be involved in the protests that has been going on, started by the unfortunate murder of George Floyd. Steven Jackson was on the All the Smoke Podcast and he says Kyrie's intentions well founded.
2: With Kyrie though, I got I gotta speak up him because I ain't gonna lie. The day my first day, the first press conference I had, he didn't call me damn near every day on FaceTime. Like he been passionate about this and 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 by the conversation he had, you know, I just think he understands this moment. You know what I'm saying? And and I and he just like me. I don't have all the answers. You know what I'm saying? And and, and and he's speaking off heart. He's speaking off passion because I ain't said this on no interviews, bro. He didn't call me crying, bro, because he's because he's because he literally know what I'm that I'm putting everything you know, on. I, feel that. I feel that. I'm, you know what I mean? And um so I I, I kind of understand that.
1: And we apologize for the broadcast. There a lot of a lot of hits on Stephen Jackson on the All the Smoke podcast, Jared Dudley was on with Chris Carlin before ESPN New York tonight this evening, and Chris asked him, "Do you agree with Avery Bradley, Kyrie Irving, and Dwight Howard?"
3: A lot of things you can agree about. It's like, it's like, it's like a sibling. I can agree about it. That maybe I maybe I go about it a different way. You know, maybe I do agree with Avery Bradley as said, but maybe I, maybe my actions towards how we how I would get to the final the final destination, the finish line, might be different in a way to go about it. So I would just look at him to see both sides. And sometimes it's difficult to see both sides when you're when you're mad or you want change so fast, man. I know how that is, you know. Anyone anyone's been in their marriage knows that you want your wife or husband to change and sometimes it takes them a while to change, you know, sometimes it's a process. And so for him, I would just give him the other point of view of listen, I'm with you. I do want to see a lot of these different changes. Now what's the right action to go about it before? And if you and if people aren't feeling comfortable with playing, you can't force any man to play. But obviously I would be I would be, I would, if I would, hurt, would be an understanding of him not being in a place, but I would, you'd have to understand because every man has to make the best case, best decision for him and his family only.
1: Jared Dudley commenting on why we haven't heard LeBron James weigh in on this situation yet.
3: I mean, LeBron speaks on everything. So, yeah, I do expect him, LeBron to be able to have an issue. I think LeBron waits for a certain time. He's a smart uh, individual of having to. He spoke about China. He spoke about Kobe. He's the face of the league. He speaks about all issues. There's this one person that we would say who doesn't duck any speaking engagement is lebron james his 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 life has been the truman show since he's been out of high school so his man has never done so yes i do and i also sometimes think lebron waits and sees and sees what's going on and then thinks about what he's going to say and what actions he's going to take and before just going out there just saying something without having the information but yes i do see him speaking on that matter eventually
1: now lebron has gone on the record to say that there he wants to play and come back and, and get involved in these playoffs. So if this is the case now that this has come up, now that Kyrie Irving and a couple of other players are interested in saying, you know, maybe we should consider not coming back if LeBron still wants to play, is he being selfish?
3: I, I think, for one, I, I, um, as a friend and as a teammate of LeBron, you would hate to speak for him. And I think an exact thinking that, obviously, from the outside, does a championship add to LeBron's legacy. Correct. It definitely does. But LeBron's legacy set in a sense of he's bigger than basketball. The man started his school. The man just did a vote program right now of trying to educate and get people to vote. He's someone that his actions speak louder than his words of what he's been about. So LeBron has always been a team guy and a player guy. And so he would go with us in any direction we chose. Now, that being said, if he could voice his opinion of one of that, would he like to play? I think LeBron would like to play. I think also LeBron thinks that he can do as much change not playing as he does playing, that it doesn't affect what he has to do through his voice, through his programs, and through his actions. So I think it's a little disingenuous that that executive to be able to say that, oh, it's, he's forcing players, or it's perceived as, oh, he's going to be able to make sure we play. No, LeBron's always been listening and doing. And so for that being said, is I, I think majority players want to play and want to have change.
1: And that's what Adam Silver wants to do. He wants them to play and he wants them to use this opportunity during the dead time between games that they can bring in various speakers to, you know, highlight economics and police reform and things of this nature. That's what he told Mike Greenberg last night.
2: To me, and when I've heard this loud and clear, the statements have been issued, foundations have been announced, contributions. But I think there's an expectation that there's more that this league can do. And I I think part of it's going to require a fair amount of listening, something we've been doing already, but then engaging in very deliberate behavior together with the players in terms of, you know, how can we use sort of our larger platform in the NBA together with our players really to affect change? And so I, I... there's, there's an appropriate role, of course, for protest. There's an appropriate role um, for, for those who choose um, not to engage in, in the game basketball down in Florida. But I think then for those who decide to come together with the league, you know, what are those things we can be doing? And just add to that, Mike, one of the things we've talked about um, at the league and with some players is that maybe since the players will have a lot of time down there, To bring in a series of speakers, for example, that the the players choose to to talk about police reform, to talk about why um, COVID-19 has had a disparate impact on people of color, to talk about broader societal issues of of employment and and wealth disparity. I mean, those those are all kinds of things these players together with the League can be doing around this community down in Orlando.
1: Interesting. Well, stay tuned and see what happens. That might be your top story tomorrow to see where the NBA is going as far as will there be a decision one way or the other. And by the way, with this new coalition that has been put together, there's some concerns about playing in this area with COVID-19 moving up in Florida. So stay tuned for that. And college football. Well, the situation with Chuba Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard and Mike Gundy still rolling along. Well, last night after a back and forth where Hubbard was not very happy with the coach wearing an OAN shirt, which has quoted to say that, uh, you know, some disparaging things about Black Lives Matter. Well, his coach, Mike Gundy, apologized.
3: I had a great meeting with our team today. Our players expressed their feelings as individuals and as team members. They helped me see through their eyes how the T-shirt affected their hearts. Once I learned how that network felt about Black Lives Matter, I was disgusted and knew it was completely unacceptable to me. I want to apologize to all members of our team, former players and their families, for the pain and discomfort that has been caused over the last two days. Black lives matter to me. Our players matter to me. These meetings with our team have been eye-opening and will result in positive changes for Oklahoma State football. I sincerely hope the Oklahoma State family near and far will accept my humble apology as we move forward.
1: I sure hope as a coach he does a better job scouting and preparing his team for their opponents than he does in wondering what people's, what people represents with the t-shirt that he wears. Understanding that he represents Oklahoma State and he should know Anything that he puts on his body is a representation. And I hope he does a little better with his homework. Finally, Greedy spoke to Roger Goodell last night and (laughs) a lot of complaints about him not mentioning Colin Kaepernick's name in his video on Friday. Oh, but he mentioned it last night.
3: If he wants to resume his career uh, in the NFL, that obviously is going to take a team to make that decision. But I welcome that uh, support the club making that decision and encourage them to do that. Um, if his efforts are not on the field, but and continuing to work in this space... Uh, we welcome to that to that table and, and to be able to help us and guide us and help us make better decisions about the kinds of things that need to be done in communities. Uh, we have invited them in before, and we want to make sure that uh, everybody's welcome at that table and trying to help us deal with some very complex, difficult issues that have been around, unfortunately, for a long time. Uh, but I hope we're at a point now where everybody's committed to making long-term sustainable change.
0: Okay.